the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and help men and women gain control of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Hey, I hope everybody's ready. Hey, audience, I just wish you thank you for being with us. Uh, we're going to have a great topic tonight. It's going to be on spiritual armor. Um, we all need it in our everyday lives. And, you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the devil's tools and how he comes at us with his little arsenal playbook. And so we have a playbook of ourselves that God gives us our armor. And we're going to um, be talking about that. Um Hey, guys, you guys got anything you want to say about last weekend out there or um, during the week here about working with the homeless? Well, it, it seemed like um, our first stop, it seemed a little quiet around there. Um, but, you know, that's okay because as the few showed up, it gives us time to just have some one-on-one time. Sometimes, you know, that park gets very, very busy. Sometimes we've seen 30 people out there. Easily. And we're trying to give them food on a plate. They're shopping for clothing. But – um, it was it was just a sweet time to to spend. Uh, I got to spend some time with Jesse, um, and just it, it it just wasn't real busy, but that's okay. It was it was good. It was fruitful. Absolutely, quality time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. Uh, I didn't get a chance to get out and get too many people. I was busy serving food and. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And, you got stuck on the dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, by the time I get through serving food and everything, everybody's go gone. So. <laughs> <clears throat> that's uh that's uh that's that's funny you know um uh, you know ed uh this is going blaine this is going to be a great topic tonight i just uh my study was quite interesting um i know about our spiritual armor but um i want to start us in a different um in the word of god in uh first Thessalonians uh five eight and i want to use that in, instead of the old one that we all know ephesians six and right. so i'm going to go ahead and start that um and let's get into this. This is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what it says in First Thessalonians 5, 8. It says, but let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing our helmet as the confidence of our salvation. And I love the way how the Lord put that in there. It was our faith, the helmet, and our love. And I wrote this down. God supplies spiritual armor to you to resist temptations and to live for him. We've been talking about the last couple of weeks about the temptations that the devil throws at us by his arsons of tools, and then we have it. I got a scripture here I'm going to read out of 2 Corinthians 6, 7, and this one's a real, um, a real good scripture, too. It says here, we faithfully preach the truth. God power is working in us. 
and we use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for the attack and the left hand for defense. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if a lot of people re- know that scripture. It's a great scripture. Tells us what we have in our left hand is which is our def- um, which is our defensive hand, and our right hand is our is our um, striking hand, offensive weapon. And our left hand, we have the Romans had were shields. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you know a lot about the shields. They had two shields. One shield was close combat, which was a smaller shield. And then they had a larger shield, which was um, four and a half by two and a half. So four and a half feet high, two and a half feet wide. And um, they, they said that a man could get behind that and be physically blocked out. So it's a great, it's a big shield. And um, they had a saying, the Romans had a saying about that shield. They said, either you return from battle with your shield or on your shield. And so that, so that, oh, that's right. That's exactly what it was. And that's what our spiritual warfare is, too. It's, um, it's close combat. And so I want to go ahead, and this is what I wrote to defeat Satan. We must hold high the shield of faith. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes on to say what I wrote. It says, our shield against the devil's attack is our faith that God will keep his promises and that he will be faithful to us. And then said, the just shall live by faith. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, says, we walk by faith, not by sight. So our shield is our faith. We know where we're at. We know what's going to happen. So I go on to write, the shield of faith protects us from the enemy's arrows, which are his temptations. You know, we were talking about that last week, uh, about his temptations that he comes at us with, a different, he has an arsenal playbook. And so we're there to use our shield for defense. Mm. It says, and I wrote on, the Lord is a shield for those who trust him. I can prove this in Genesis 15, 1. The Lord was Abraham's shield. In um, Psalms 3, 3, God himself was a shield to us. Samuel's, uh, Samuel's uh, 32, uh, 22, 31, the Lord is again a shield to us. And the greatest thing I like to read here is this. It's in Psalms five twelve. for surely our Lord... Uh, surely, O Lord, you will bless the righteous. You will surround them with your favor as with a shield. Psalms 91, four says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find the find refuge. For his fav- uh, faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Psalms 119, one four, 114 says, You are my refuge and my shield, and I have put my hope in your word. Proverbs 2, 7, He holds victory and stored of, uh, for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in his, his walks blameless. Proverbs 35, 30, excuse me, Proverbs 30, 30, verse 5 says, Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Those are just a few of the shields that we ha- that God demonstrates in his word. Mm-hmm. So our shield is to block the, the farrier darts or the aerials that come through, the, through Satan. Um, I, I go on to the next one was that um, <clears throat> we have the sword. Again, the Romans had a sword, which was an eight. They had an arsenal of weapons, and they had the sword, which was a defensive weapon. It was 18 inches long, and it had two, two, two dual edges uh, sides. It was uh, sharpened on two sides. And that was for hand-to-hand close combat war. And um, so, again, saying the taxes, it's on a personal level. It's a hand-to-hand combat with him. So we're, we're in a spiritual warfare, and if we can defend ourselves and we can attack Sane back when he's throwing it back at us and we have our playbook and we have our, our arsenal, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna defeat Sane. 
And I can show this too. It says, and I wrote this down, the sword of the spirit, the, the sword of the spirit is the word of God, a spiritual, powerful, and necessary weapon. And I can use this in by when we said, and I wrote down here, Jesus used the sword of the spirit to parry Satan's attack in their duel in the wilderness. And Jesus each time said to Satan, it is written. And in uh, Matthews 4, 11, I can take you back through there in Deuteronomy. He, he used, um, okay, and we can see that in uh, Matthew 4, 11. Um, and Jesus said, you know, when he tempted him about the, the saying came up to him and told him, if you're the son of God, these stones, uh, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. And Jesus told him again, it's, you know, the scripture says people do not live by bread alone, but by the word of God that comes out of the mouth of God, by the word of God that comes out of the mouth of God. In Deuteronomy 8.3, he always went back in to use his sword, which was the weapon of God. That's our playbook, mm-hmm. and that is what we use in the Bible. And the, another, weapon, um, another weapon that the Romans had was a, a helmet, and we call that the helmet of salvation. And I wrote here to defeat Satan, we must put on the helmet of salvation. I wrote here that the helmet of salvation gives us confidence because we know that no matter what happens, we will ultimately win the victory. We can go with confidence, folks, and that's what it's all about, going in with faith, with confidence, knowing that we're going to win the victory no matter what the devil throws at us, no matter what he comes at us, and we're going to come back with our armor. And then I got a scripture here in Colossians 1. Verse one, chapter um, uh, ch- chapter one, verse uh, verses thirteen through fourteen, and that set, uh, says uh, says here, for he will rescue us from the kingdom of darkness and transfer us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave us our sins. No matter what we go through, folks, whenever you're going through the through the battle, bring out your weapons, use your arsenal. And use your armor because we're going to, and we can always use this right back to saying, you think you overcame me and beat me in this battle? The war ain't won yet. We know who the winner is, and he knows it too. So um, I'm going at this time, Ed, I'm going to, I'd love to hear what God put on your heart about the armor. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Yeah, I'm going to be over in First uh, Samuel 17. I want to talk about uh, the do's and don'ts of putting on ar- an armor. <clears throat> Tell a little story. I was a chaplain in Modesto Police, and uh, I had a couple of officers that took me everywhere, uh, going into places, and they had guns drawn. And and uh, one day the officer says to me, he says, you know, you need to get a vest. And I said, I have one. He says, why don't you wear it? And I said, because you're wearing it. <laughs> and he said, I got to tell you, when we go into these places, I said, I am so close to you, I'm almost in your back pocket. And, and all that is good, but, but then you start thinking, what happens if he trips and falls? What happens if he's the one that gets shot? Then I'm vulnerable. I have no protection. So when I talk about <clears throat> putting on the armor of God, it's about your protection. It's about Satan not able to to hurt you or, or to uh, uh, get to you in any way. But uh, here, here's some of, the, some of the rules. First of all, I liked what you said, John. Spiritual battles are personal battles. God, I mean, Satan knows everything you've ever done, and he'll throw it at you. Uh, even stuff maybe in the past, just to try to tell you how that you're not good enough for God. So 
we got to understand that the first of all, this is a this is a personal battle. So what I'm going to be talking about is Saul, uh, uh, David, and Goliath. Mm. That was a personal battle. So the first thing you need to do about uh, know about uh, a personal battle is you don't want to depend on anyone else. You're going to have to fight this battle on your own with no help. And in uh, verse 24, 17, verse 24, it says that every time Goliath came out, all the Israelite soldiers ran. Mm. So obviously David was not going to get any help from the soldiers. The people he depended on to protect him, they ran. Mm. Same thing with you. If you're depending on someone else and uh, you get uh, into a situation where you're in a spiritual battle, you don't know how many's going to stick with you and how many's going to fade away. It's amazing to me. I mean, God says, uh, he that is in me is is greater than he that's in the world. And we need to live by that. But it, it always amazes me how many people are fearful of Satan and his demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many don't even want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. They that, have that kind of fear. And yet God has given us the authority over Satan or the power over Satan that he can't harm us if we're wearing the, the uh, armor. So <clears throat> the first one, like I say, is don't, uh, don't depend on somebody else. You need to, de- to make sure that you're depending solely on yourself. And then if you go to 17, verse 39, uh, 38 and 39, uh, don't try to wear somebody else's armor. Uh, if you're sitting around talking and somebody's telling you how great they are and how their relationship with Christ, don't. Don't put their armor on. Well, I know him, so he's got a good relation with Christ, so I'm okay. In uh, 39, it says, Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like. He had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them, so David took them off. Now, you got to understand, David's not a very big guy at this time. He's uh, probably not much more than a teenager. Uh-huh. Uh, if you go through and start looking at the description of David, he's probably a slim kind of a guy and uh, uh, probably strong, but, I mean, not a big, big muscle type guy. Well, Saul was. Saul was the biggest man in the, in the Israelites. He, they said that his head, he was a head taller than anybody else in, in Israel. So Saul was a big guy. So when David tried to wear his armor, no, nah, it didn't work. Uh, he had to uh, he had to resort back to his own. And and so I, I throw that out again. Don't try to let, wear somebody else's armor. You need to have your own personal armor. Um, and uh, then uh, let's see. Now I was going to go on to forty. Uh, so you, here's here's David's personal armor, uh-huh. and your personal armor can be something different, quite a bit different than anybody else's. But here is David's armor. Uh, said he picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Well, when we think of armor, we think of, uh, if you go to Ephesians 6, it's got all this armor on. Well, with David, his armor was God. Uh-huh. He went there in the full belief that God was going to take care of him. And and that's where we have to be, too. It's not so much the armor you put on. Uh, I, I did a lesson on uh, putting on the armor. I, I hear a lot of people talk about what the armor is. 
but nobody tells you how to put it on. So I did a lesson on putting on the armor. And uh, so you need to make sure you put on the armor, whatever your armor is, put, that's what you need to put on. And uh, then it goes on to, uh, let's see, and in 45, uh, verse 45, it says, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. Now, that's the Philistine's armor. Mm-hmm. But he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, or the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. So, like I say, God, uh, David came before Goliath in the armor of God's protection. And in 47, it says, everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, not with sword and spear. This is God's battle, and he will give you to us. So in, 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 the, uh, in the lesson of putting on the armor of God, it tells you why you can go before God and how you can get through all this without being injured, without, uh, without anything, any uh, harm coming to you. But the point is, you cannot, you've got to do it yourself. The armor has to be geared toward you, and you need to understand that every battle is a personal battle. You against Satan, you against the dominion of uh, the, the uh, demons. And so it's, it's a personal thing. So therefore, you have to make it personal as well. And uh, I guess that's about as far as I was going to go there. Absolutely. It, it, you're right, Ed. It is a very personal battle. That's what it's all about. Um, symbolically, uh, he uses the armor uh, to tell us that what it is, especially when it comes to faith. It's all about faith, trust in God, uh, the Word of God. It's it's all that's, that's the armor. Blaine, I know that you have... Um, you have your uh, what you're going to talk about with the armor. I'm curious of what God put on your heart. Yeah, you know, I love listening to you guys because it is the Word of God. Um, David's faith, um, it, he, he, David didn't go against Goliath. I mean, he did, but he knew he had God by his side. Absolutely. And uh, he went in God's strength. He went in the confidence of God. And uh, when God is for us, who can be against us? So I am going to uh, share with you guys um, a chapter that was put on my heart, um, a verse, chapter 10 of 2 Corinthians, I'm going to be reading 3, 4, and 5, and it goes like this. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war against the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity, to the obedience of Christ. So the, the word's very clear, you guys. Yes. The word's very clear. As we know in Ephesians 6, it says, we, we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, and evil spirits. That's right. And you know what? But we've, and again, I, I believe I just had a verse a minute ago. Um, I, I forget where that came from, but if God is for us, who can be against us? Um, I believe that might be Romans 8. Um, but I've got another one. I've got a, I've got a you know, there, there's different weapons of warfare um, it is spiritual warfare. Um, we know faith will carry us through every fiery trial. We know that shield, um, as we have that shield of faith, as those uh, darts are flying at us, mm-hmm. um, we know God is on the throne. God is for us. But I've got a little bit of um, a coaching lesson here. This is one I use often. Um, this is this is one of my bad. This is this is um, as we talked about um, what our, our what our weapons are. 
Um, I like to use this weapon that was given to us in the book of Revelation. Um, it's verse chapter 12, and it's, it's 7 through 12. I'm going to try and read this slow, but I, I know our time is always short, but here it is. It's, um, it says, Satan thrown out of heaven. It says, and war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come to the, for the accuser of the brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him. This is very important, you guys. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. But here's a woe, you guys. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and, for the, and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. So what, what I've seen in my lifetime, you guys, is quit fighting a spiritual battle physically. Just please, just stop right now. We've got to go to the Word. We've got to go to the faith. We've got to go to the promises, and we've got to call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to call upon him and his blood. There's no more powerful agent in all of the universe. And I, I'm sounding pretty passionate right now, you guys. But this is what I've seen. You know, the darkness will flee, man. The darkness will flee. And the power we have by the Spirit of God, the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. And we got to rest in that, but don't go. And, and the reason why I'm so compassionate about this is, you know, I get to do, I get to work and coach and teach a lot of folks that have gone through addictions, and they get angry. They're like, and they want to cuss out um, the enemy or the darkness. I said, no, 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 no. Don't start a fight with Satan. You know, Jesus said, get behind me. Mm-hmm. You know, get behind me, Satan. Um, and, and it all comes down to the Word. Everything, and I think I said this last week, I, I'm very, uh, we're all very compassionate about the Word, but the power of the Word. Um, but also, I just wanted to let you guys folks know that that's one of my weapons, is when I'm in a spiritual battle, I, I have nightmares. I, uh, the enemy attacks me greatly in my sleep, um, and I know he does. It's not just me, um, to where I have to wake up and say, you know what, get behind me, Satan, cast you out by the blood of Jesus, and then as, as we talk about that faith and those weapons, you know, we, we've got the angels, you guys. Mm-hmm. Let's call upon the angels and say, put a hedge of protection around us. Put a hedge of protection around our loved ones. Um, God's listening. He's got ears. He cares about all the little things. Let's ask, seek, and knock, but let's go in his power and not ours. Amen on that. I, I loved what he um, put on your heart, um, Blaine. It's perfect. You know, that's what it's about. We've got to be careful when we're dealing with saying not to be, don't fear him. Don't fear him because um, God has given you the power, the strength to overcome him. Mm-hmm. It's that we have to play by, I don't like using it by the rules. It's God. It's not even by that. It's God wants you to lean on him. It's mm-hmm. about having that relation. That's why it's so much. It's about having a relationship with God because when battle comes on the hand-to-hand combat, you will know that you have Christ that lives in you and that you can battle him. It's about having that faith. I love it. Ed, do you have anything you would want to say? No, just uh, it's, it's just a warning, and, and I just can't emphasize enough that 
don't be fearful about mm. these attacks Amen. because you've got God on your side. You've got the guy that created all of this, including the including Satan and the rest of his angels. So you have nothing to fear. Absolutely. And so just don't let don't fall into that thing of fear and God control you through fear. Absolutely. And you know, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to uh, do, you know, every time we get attacked, that is a trial for us too. That is a growing point in our lives. We can, we can grow to the next step. That's God. Uh, God can use that to bend. What the devil tries to do to harm me, God can turn it into good. He and does. that's a great thing. Blaine? I just found the scripture, guys. I want to share it with the group. It's, mm-hmm. it's short, but it is Romans 8, uh, verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? So he's on our side. He's God. He Amen. doesn't fear anything. Um, he's created all things. There's nothing impossible for him. And uh, let's put our trust in him. Amen. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. It was a great show. I love to hear what you guys bring to the table when we always have our um, our topic. And I'd love to hear both of what you guys say. You know, um, I feed on it. What you guys say, God gives me in light. I hope this was enlightening to you folks out there. Um, it's uh, So I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. They really help us folks out there when we're um, out there helping the homeless. Uh, Goodwill over there with Anna and Kim. Hey, I want to thank you for providing the nice clothing that you give. Oh, folks, they give really beautiful clothes and uh, blankets, towels, whatever we need. So we want to give them a mighty shout out. Shout out. We also want to tell Javier, hey, Javier, your family has been providing for us, and we really appreciate that. They, folks, they provide food so we can give them food. And then we want to give a shout-out to Skyline with Tim and Jeremy over there. Hey, Tim, we love the support that you guys gave us. And, Jeremy, thank you so much. And, hey, Steve, over there at Elkhorn Westland Church, hey, we really appreciate all the help you have given to us to help the homeless, too. Uh, folks, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Again, that number is 619-715-6915. Or you can go to cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org if you'd like to help us and support. We can definitely use all we can, um, definitely can use the help. Um, well, folks, I, I can say I hope that God will enrich you what we are talking about tonight. And I pray and ask that God will give you a good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.